For the record, I'm starving and there's no food. This is an outrage. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Tony. You, have pl- you know, the funniest thing is you got plenty of body fat dollars. <laughs> I can last maybe another hour. I can last another couple I'm, I'm going to go into shock. <laughs> this is No Politics at the Dinner Table. I'm Tony Biancasino. And I'm Amit Prakash. And we are kicking off another solo, me and Amit only, because we're just being antisocial in the spring. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going back to our roots. We're going classic. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, man. Cheers. Cheers. How was that? It's so good. I've every day, every day this week. I don't know why. You've been drinking? Every day. Well, I, you don't know why? The weather? I think it's the weather. The weather it's, is my trigger. It's definitely the weather, you <laughs> asshole. It's, it's been like 90 yeah, degrees every day. It's, You're like, I don't get it. I, I just want to sit no, outside and drink. Right, I don't want to exactly. do that in six months. As soon as I get off the train, I walk by like Abilene and everybody's sitting outside. Of course. And it's like, I'm so jealous right away. Le- so just, like yeah. Leslie, Leslie has a lot of self control because I'm like, when I'm bored, I'm like, when I go drinking, mm-hmm. and pretty much every day this week, like last night, I called her and I'm like, meet me out, let's go drinking. She's right. like, fuck no. I'm like, <laughs> I got work to do. I'm like eating dinner, and I'm like, no, let's go like spend money, eat out, and drink. Right. And she's like, no. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's why you're skinny. And in shape to get things done. That's yeah. why I'm struggling with my weight and <laughs> sleepy all the time. But you're happy. You're very I happy. Guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'm yeah. happy right now. Right. <laughs> I'm drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm good with it. What are we talking about today? Uh, so one topic uh, of conversation today is. Wait, by the way, yeah. dude. Sorry. Yeah. Before we get into it, gee, we we um uh, one of Ahmed's Facebook followers was attacking me. <laughs> on uh, Facebook. That's what we're going to talk about a little it bit. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Let's get into it. Yeah, okay. That, okay. Were you going to go there first? I was. Yeah, I was going to go let's there. Go. So, so let's go there. So the issue was um, and is, for those who may have not heard, that Obama has ex- accepted two speaking engagements for $400,000 $400, is his speaking fee. Each. Uh, each time, yeah. yeah 800K. Just, you know, yeah, 800K. In two w- hours. Yeah, yeah, it's outrageous. It's amazing. Um, one for A&E. He's already done A&E advertising um, at some hotel. He's done that. Right. Interviewed for an hour and a half. And then he's going to give a talk on health care to the financial services firm, uh, Cantor Fitzgerald. So I think it's bad on so many levels. Um, You know, optics aren't everything, but they are something. And it's bad optics, certainly, for uh, the Democratic Party, where the former leader um, of the Democratic Party is now sort of bathing in money. Um, He's literally bathing in money. So what has he done since uh, he's been out of office? And, you know, it's not that he has to be sort of marching in the streets and so on. But basically what he's done is sort of gallivanting around islands with Richard Branson and various other billionaires, either in Tahiti or the British Virgin Islands. That's all he's doing, right? Just hanging out with billionaires. Well, I think he went on vacation. Okay. After so, eight years of, you know, I don't think he was like trying to put it in people's faces. I think he tried to disappear a little bit. Right, right, right. Maybe with billionaires. What? Yeah, but, but that's the point. Like what, what came out is that his friends, right, are now just the super power elite. Global power right, elite. That's right. it. That's it. And that does not mean necessarily other politicians, other, and he's also, you know, he's a constitutional lawyer, other people like that. It's just really super wealthy people. Sure. That's, that's, sure. that's his crew, basically. 
Um, and so there's been a liberal defense of this. Right. And so, so I just want to rehearse the liberal defense a little bit. The main one is, hey, everybody does it. Um, and this is just of a piece well, with the critique of Hillary Clinton. Now that a woman was doing it, now that a black guy is doing it, um, everybody's in a huff about it. But it's sort of par for the course for every president, at least since Ronald Reagan, to you know cash in on these speaking fees. Right. Absolutely true. But isn't that the entire point of the entire of the Bernie campaign, which was to shine a bright light? on how financially captured our leadership is, right? That's how how utterly motivated uh, they are by the, very specifically the financial service industries and pharmaceutical industries, right. those two in particular. Um, so, you know, like the ruling class, right? The ruling class stays that way right. because they cultivate politicians to write the rules so their class can remain in power, right? So that's... This is a politician who's out of power now, but that, of course, does not mean that he's not unbelievably connected and exerts all sorts of influence. So I just think this is the worst, right? It's just literally what is the worst thing Obama can do when he comes back into the public light? Outrageous speaking fees for the financial service industries. Right. Right. So... I, I don't know. What do you think about it? I think I, I was just, I wasn't even that shocked. I was just like, man, this guy, he, he, he's, he gets worse and worse. He's sort of like, unlike wine, he gets worse with age, you know? Well, that's extreme. But I think there's a couple, there's a couple of pieces of this, which I, I want to pay attention to. One is, um, we have to acknowledge the fact that anything Obama has ever done is under a microscope that's never been used on anyone else. Cause I, I do think because he's black and there's a ton of racism. Let's just put that on the table. Obviously. Yes. This is not one of them. No. Um, the defense, the the entire Democratic defense that's coming out with, you know, this is their one line. It's, well, it's two lines. One is exactly every other president has done this. And the second is he could do what he wants, blah, blah, blah. Yes and yes. But when you are kind of toting around as potentially helping shape the future of the Democratic Party, which has been a rumor, and I don't think he's come out and said he's not. Well, he said he's going to be very active. Exactly. Yeah, he said that. Uh, you yeah. can't do this because this is why we've lost, right? I mean, m multiple reasons why Hillary Clinton lost, but a huge... This I, I got in a fight with this woman on Facebook on your, on your page, and all I was trying to point out, which she bit my head off for, was... This is kind of the root of a lot of the mistrust with especially the young Democratic voters is we don't want people that are bought anymore. We don't believe they're actually representing our interest. We don't really believe that they're the right people to um, kind of change the American foreign policy. And she bit my head off like that was ludicrous. Like, how dare you generalize and say that's the root of the problems? Well, I wasn't saying that's the only root, but billionaires controlling our politicians can kind of trickle down into any of these topics you want to talk about, whether it's uh, oil and who we're attacking and who we're not attacking. I mean, you're literally seeing it play out right now. And she bit my head off like I was crazy. And her big defense was, hey, I was a Bernie supporter too. I don't give a fuck. Like, people get so mad. There's this blind defense of Obama. Yeah. If, if you, when he was in office, if you dare criticize the 26,000 bombs he dropped in 2016, the drone policy, which is a fucking disaster, there is just this blind defense of him, which kind of is very reminiscent of the people defending Donald Trump in a way, where it's like, how are you defending this? Like, 
I like Obama. I actually think Obama is great in many ways, but like there are certain things he did and is still doing that are like, don't defend this. It's okay. Like we should all be saying this is not acceptable. And if it is, please stay out of the democratic party because we're having a little bit of a civil war and what you're doing right now is part of the problem. Okay. I would just, I'm going to say, I'm going to stick to my position, but you called it extreme, but, but I'm actually much more critical of, of Obama from, from day one, really. Um, the reason why that I'm kind of, you know, annoyed by this speaking again, I'm not surprised, but I'm still annoyed by this whole speaking engagement thing is that it's the, it's just the recent context, right? We have to remember that the financial crisis was not that long ago, right? $700 billion of taxpayer money was given to the banks. And it was given with the proviso, there was something written in there that when Hank Paulson first asked for it, he wanted a blank check. He said, and by the way, the only re- way we'll take it is if I get to spend it how I say. And then Congress pushed back, thankfully. And what they wrote in there is that, okay, a lot of that money will then be earmarked for basically getting people out of foreclosure crises, right? right? Keep, keep, keeping people in their homes, right? So they went and did that. And then actually when they passed it, they took that provision out and all of the money went to the banks. Right. All right. And that was under Obama. And under Obama, all of these people also got their bonuses. Their banks are being bailed out, but they won't have any money. They, they won't have any liquidity but for the American people. And then they get their bonuses. And when Obama was asked about this, he says, well, I believe in the operation of the free market. <laughs> right? So the operation of the free market for people to get their bonuses when they actually should be out of a job and their buildings should be closed down. Right? Um, right. This, he's, so right from the beginning, this is in 2009, by the way. Mm-hmm. Right? So this is the first year of the presidency. Um, that, I mean, I, I don't need to go through the sort of hit list, but, you know, directing Eric Holder not to prosecute any uh, uh, bank for fraud when they were actually caught fixing the LIBOR rate, which is the rate that governs all interests uh, around the world, and the banks are fixing it, a huge crime. They said too, too big to prosecute, right? So that, that's Obama policy with these banks. And now, of course, he's coming and guess what? He's getting, you know, it's, it's, he's kind of getting his due, you know? And and so when people are saying, yeah, well, why can't he get his money? Well, he's kind of, you know, it's, it's sick how he got his money because he basically, he, he paid for it up front through policy and now he's getting it. And now he's getting it And you know, and in his one month, you know, his two months in Tahiti or whatever, he and Michelle were saying, and I I don't begrudge them fancy vacations, right? No, fancy vacations are amazing. Great. (laughs) Fine. Good for you. Whatever. I, I don't care about that. But people are saying, oh, well, you know, they're not as rich. You know what they're doing on that vacation? They're, they're working on their memoirs, which they already have a $65 million deal no, for, no. right? So they are not hurting for cash. This is chump change. Right? This, this is not like, worth it. For most people, this is not chump change. Obama can be a billionaire through multiple things. There's no tech company in the world that wouldn't hire him for $30 million a year like a fucking NBA he player. He already said he wants to get into venture capital. I know he does. And he could get a billion dollars in a blink of an eye. This is stupid. It's all it's all this is doing is adding to the the shittiness of the legacy that he, he, he could save, and this is not going to help uh, in 20, 30, 40 years from now when you really analyze the, out, the, the, the outfall of 
what he's done with banks and drone policy. This is another fucking thing that I just feel like he doesn't need that money. But he's, I think in that way, he's very much a creature of the Democratic Party, right? Without a doubt. You know, like when there was like a moment there, like this one moment in 2014 when he gave a couple speeches on, on, on social inequality, right? And then he reversed it right away. And why? Because during that time, Hillary Clinton was planning to run, right? Gearing up. Yeah. As soon as he started speaking about social inequality, financial services firms, they stopped donating to the DNC. Right. And so he stopped talking about it. Right. And so, you know, he's speaking, you know, for, you know, a couple months or a couple weeks, really, in high dudgeon about, you know, these fat cats on Wall Street. Right. And they hate him for it and so on. And then as soon as he's out of power, he's going to just get paid by the fat cats on Wall Street. I mean, it's just it's. So for me, like, I don't even think it's like it's not stupid or whatever. I think it's it's just actually a worldview right? that, that this is what you're supposed to do. It's totally normal. Yeah. The whole point of politics um, is eventually to get really rich. I mean, it's I don't think it's, you know, a coincidence now that every politician's a millionaire. Right. Right. You know, so it's in every national politician. Right. Right. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm so annoyed by it. But. The, the response, of course, is like, no, 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 it's, you know, don't let, let him get his. Now you know? more than ever, like I've been screaming for now, what, a year? Mm-hmm. Third party. It is time. I, I am so I'm over the Democratic it. Party. I'm getting sick I don't want anything to do with them. I, I see, like, I, I, the other day I was watching, watching uh, Ezra Klein um, Facebook Live interview mm-hmm. Cory Booker. Oh God! <laughs> I can only and I wanted to throw up all over my imagine. computer. Yeah, and then watching the comments where you know our people are like, "Fuck this guy! Mm-hmm. He's a piece of shit." And then the other half of the Democrats are like, "He's amazing! Can't wait run for president!" Right. And and I'm watching it going, "This needs to happen. We need a third party." I don't identify with the DNC as it is right now. I really don't. I mean, and you know, in the last election where I was at, which was not. With Hillary, right? I am. I, I don't. I also. I just don't see anybody on deck. If it's not Bernie's, going to be too old. Maybe Warren, but she kind of gets on my nerves a little bit. There's a couple people out there, but I feel like she's somebody, by the way, who came out against Obama. Of course, she did. She's. She, I mean, look, she's one of my favorite politicians right now, uh, out of the options. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's that the um, who's the woman. Uh, the senator in New York who, who was kind of... Gillibrand. Kirsten yeah. Kirsten Gillibrand. But then I started going down... I went on a rabbit hole on her Instagram. And everything is like my hero, Hillary Clinton. My hero. Well, this yeah. Is, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like... No, she's her protege. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. We Absolutely. Don't, we don't Absolutely. Have anybody. But she's deviated from a lot of Hillary's I know. positions. I like right? her. So, I like you know, her. She's got yeah. an opportunity for me yeah. to win me over. She's... Like, I mean, I'll go on a We date. talked about her a little bit before. She's done an about face from where she started. Totally. And whether that's for political reasons or not, I don't really care. She's changed her position. No, me too. To the... And they're better now, so I'll but take it. But it's time. Yeah. Unless one of these, like maybe three or four politicians out there, or a couple maybe I don't know about, are going to rise up and take over, take the torch and go, I, I'm good, dude. I, I don't see one of these people beating Trump, even if he's a disaster for another three years. I still don't see any of these. I don't see Cory Booker beating Donald Trump. Do you? No. No. I, There's I, a I, poll I, that just came I, out where like, 80 or 90 percent of trump voters still are very happy with no regret like you're not losing those people i don't un unless or until you know 
um, I should say, they actually reform Obamacare and people lose their health insurance. Sure. That's when there might be some departure. We'll see. You know? Well, you um, got to think, dude, all those people got insurance under Obama and didn't vote for Clinton. So, right, right, right. But the minute it's gone, right? So, sure. so because, the, you know, yeah, when half, they're like, like you've you know, heard the other anecdotal, but a lot of people are like, oh, you know, he, he's going to tr- uh, replace Obamacare with something called the Affordable Care Act, which is much better. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, um, this is what we're dealing with here. Right. So, so, you know, when that's actually implemented yeah. and people, unfortunately, this is like a terrible thing. It's like people are going to get hurt because of it, like literally hurt. Um, of course, but I think that might cause a shift. And if that doesn't, nothing will, <laughs> right? It's, it's like, it you know, cancer doesn't discriminate by party, you know, yeah. it's like, so I don't know. It's, but that said, if, if they actually, here's a weird outcome. If they actually don't change Obamacare, right. They'll win again. Of course. Right. Because if they change it, and they get what they want, it's going to be so austere and severe that people are going to be going to revolt against them. Of course. So the best thing is actually stasis He'll and make then just an shouting excuse. from the mountaintop that we're, we're doing great. He won't right? be able to change it. He'll blame it on the Democrats. Mm-hmm. It'll out The people who have Obamacare and use it will be outraged that right. the Democrats stop them from getting nothing. Right. And it'll just throw more support at them. Yeah. So what, circling back, now what's happened is we can't even use Obama in three years from now to jump in with our front runner to go campaign because what's going to be used against him is look who's talking. Of course, you, you as soon as you got out of office, you were right with Wall Street, and you know what? They're right. Yeah, let's get a drink. Yeah, let's do it. The other thing is also very political. Right, straight topic straight, number straight two topic here. Topic number two here. Um, so I don't know if everybody heard about this, but there is. So there's this. First of all, there's this unity tour between uh, Tom Perez and, and Bernie. It's right. So disaster. they're going around, and it is a rolling disaster. I love it. It's not a. Dis- <laughs> it's it's just actually. A mess. It's just such a mess. I'm gonna let you make your point, but yeah. it's actually. The best thing. No, I love it. No, I yeah, yeah, I I think it's great. But it is (laughs) terrible. Every interview they do, they're like completely opposite. They're it's It's like watching a husband and wife who just hate each other. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um, so the latest thing that came up is that so they were in Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah. And they did a joint, basically endorsement of this guy Heath Mello, who's a candidate for mayor there. Mm -hmm. Um, and the whole idea is that okay, we're going to go to these you know red states and go local. And try to, you know, start ground up like what the Republicans do, start with the school boards, whatever, you know. And so they did that. And Heath Mello uh, is a practicing conservative Catholic uh, and who in the past, when he was a a state senator, voted for a lot of uh, basically restrictions on abortion rights. All right. So he's, uh, he's got, he doesn't have pro-choice bona fides, right, in, in his background. So when this happened, NARAL, um, their, one of their directors, uh, Elise Hoag, uh, put out an open letter to the DNC, to mm-hmm. Tom Perez, mm-hmm. and basically saying, you know, you know, how dare you, the basic argument was this, and she's got a point, right, and it's not, not it, that, that how dare you trade away 
women's reproductive rights for the sake of a big tent party, right, to get more people on, right? So that's 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 the point. Um, and Tom Perez walked like walked it back, right? And two days later, he basically basically reneged the the endorsement, <laughs> like like reneged the endorsement of the Democratic guy challenging in a red state a local election. He's like, nah, actually, we don't want him. Uh, Bernie did not. Bernie said that we have to make these types of compromises, particularly if we want to get you know of Omaha, course. Nebraska. Um, we have to make these types of strategic compromises. And in the end, if we he's actually... He's a pro-life guy. Well, yeah, he's sort of like a faint-hearted... And by the way, for the past two years, he's changed a little bit. For the past two years, he's got a 100% rating from Planned Parenthood. Sure. Right, so Heath Mello. So he's, he's, he's changed a little bit. Yeah. Um, but that said, he does have this record, right? He does have this very clear record where he voted to restrict uh, access to abortion. Understood. Um, and so Bernie was just like, yeah, we got to do that. You know, like when we're in these states... We have to do this kind of stuff. This is sort of this sort of pragmatism, right? Um, which is interesting coming from Bernie, <laughs> right, right, right? This is kind of what he was attacked for the entire campaign: is that he's not pragmatic, he's an idealist. Um, no, but, but Bernie, but but Bernie, if the guy right now has a hundred percent rating, then you can't hold his views now against right. Him. And and, and well, you got to go. With, the people are trying to protect our Planned Parenthood, and if they're going to give the guy the rating. You got to trust that they feel good giving them that rating, right? Th th that's true. That's all true. If I were a politician, but, I would say, but you know, I support Planned Parenthood. If you if you all feel okay giving him that, I can endorse him over the psychopath that could pop out of this goddamn place. Right. So that's the the larger point that <laughs> Bernie's making. It's and a lesser like, of two evils. So it's like a it's like an, another um, equally important point. You know, so if like uh, at least Hogue is making this good point. Uh, Bernie's also making the good point where if you actually want to protect women's rights, you need to have Democrats in power because the Republicans are just going to take them away. Of course. Right? You know, they're, they're just going to strip them away to nothing. And believe it um, or not, there are Democrats that are pro-life. Right. So, okay. And then so Nancy so Pelosi was asked. the platform? Nancy, or? Nancy Pelosi was asked this, that should we make these types of compromises? Should we endorse candidates in red states that are Democratic but are also pro-life? And she said, absolutely, Yes. She said, we can't have a, some sort of purity test on this because then we're just going to lose. There's plenty of Democrats who are pro-life for religious reasons, more, whatever it is, that, 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 that's the case. And so a lot of sort of liberal feminists like went nuts on this, that, that, that this is an outrageous position. Um, and, uh, and you know, it was, it was really kind of a way to sort of attack Bernie, right? So, right. so but also Bernie was out there saying, no, I'm not going to walk. Tom Perez walked back his, his endorsement. I'm not going to walk back my endorsement. Right. Um, and the thing that sort of came out was that why wasn't Tim Kaine subject to this withering critique from these of same uh, liberal feminists during the election. Why because he was also, I mean, it was a good comparison too. It's not oranges and apples here. It's like another democratic practicing conservative Catholic. Yeah. Right. Um, who's pro-life. Who's pro-life, who advanced um, a number of bills to make sure that women, um, if they are going to get an abortion, they are forced to look at the ultrasound, stuff like that. You know, so he was like on board with a lot of that kind of stuff in Virginia. Um, that became signed into law, not under him, but he he shepherded some of that legislation. Uh, so, so the question was, okay, you know, Bernie's being attacked for backing uh, Heath Mello. It's not even his own position; it's just Heath Mello's position. 
Uh, but Tim Kaine, who actually was a governor yeah. and sort of advanced this kind of stuff, he was off limits because he was associated with Hillary. Of course. Right? So that's kind of what's going on right the now. Democratic but it's, but Party, it's a larger, baby. It's like, I, I think it's like a nice microcosm to this huge fight in the Democratic Party. It's the hypocrisy right? of the Democratic Party. The thing about the right, love it or hate it, they are they are a fucking unit, and it's it's atrocious. Are and they, it's, they can't even get this thing passed, though. I don't know. Get out of here. I That's all political. They're all they all hate gays. They all hate women. Well, there's a, there they is all, that. They're just and yeah. when they're when they're not when they're voting against each other, it's purely politics. What we're talking about here is ideology, and it's it's the way people really think the world should be run, and mm. that's the, that's the issue with the Democratic Party is you pretend like we can't give on these things, but like you do if it works for you. You and and case in point, Tim Kaine, hilarious, right? Hilarious, right? The, that this is a problem where this is the one time where as much as I'm like a hardliner, like leaning Democrat socialist, I'm, I'm for, uh, I, 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 I'm as liberal as it comes. If you want to play politics, you got to play the game a little bit. And this guy is much better than any Republican that's going to get in there. And I would rather debate him on laws we're going to pass than someone from the other side whose motives are a thousand. Right. We could we could bring this guy, bring him in, talk to him, strengthen numbers for the party. We understand you're pro-life. I re- and believe it or not, I respect people pro-life. I'm not. I'm completely, completely pro-choice. But if you were a, a devout Catholic and you were pro-life, I understand. I used to be fucking brainwashed. Uh, <laughs> but as long as like, you know, the thing about Tim Kaine, yeah. if you can keep it to that's my personal belief, right. but I'm running a country yep. and yep. believe it or not, there's people that can do that. And oh, if yeah. they can do that, they should still be able to run for office. You can't keep taking away people's personal beliefs because it doesn't fit your agenda. You're never going to get anywhere with that. Right. Right. That, so basically today we talked about two major problems in this in this party right so we like, could talk for the you know, rest of the year on know, the part know, of the problem like the first and, and Perez like, being picked is yeah. a, is the root of that problem the the weird thing is like the democratic party used to be like you know the party of unions and stuff like that they used to actually talk about class they were also know, the like, party like, of that kind uh, of stuff. complete racism for a long time i mean they, they have a of a course no no I'm, I'm talking about i'm not talking about you know, Don't late, make me give late, you a history late 19th century. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about let's 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 call it after the whole reversal, right? Okay. Um, that uh, after the civil rights movement, let's say, you know that that and and actually with FDR and all that, like like they're the party of that was able to sort of talk about common people. Um, and when you talk about common people, you talk about common problems that many different types of people will experience. You know, so you're necessarily talking about yes. class in that way, right? So now. They seem to have swallowed this notion, which is just like the 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 sort of American dream myth, you know that that and Obama. I think Obama is like their best case scenario for this. Is it's basically that you know you work hard and you can you know you can do anything. So basic the basic myth is that personal you sort of mistake personal achievement for social progress. Right. And so like one individual does well and then like, oh, that's yeah. like, oh, that must mean the whole society is yeah. doing better. Right. And that's that's kind of their thing. Right. So basically we shouldn't talk about large you know, class problems because yeah. that's quote unquote class warfare somehow. Yes. Um, and therefore, yeah, 
just make as much money, They're, hustle as much as you can. Right? That's kind of like their thing. The, the Democratic Party has still not apologized for cheating in the last election. They still not come clean on the fact that their candidate was being pushed from within. They were sabotaging the other candidate. He never had a fair shot. And, you know, for a while I was afraid to keep talking about Bernie, but guess what? I'm back and I'm talking about him because he's actually out there trying to do stuff. I don't know where Clinton is. I mean, I, I know she did an interview a couple weeks ago saying we should start bombing Syria. Yes. Um, so, you know, that's all <laughs> I've heard from her. She left the woods to come back to, to, to say, say we say that, should start right? bombing should more bomb. people. Right. Go, go back in the woods. Right. And the issue is we have a candidate who I don't necessarily think will be able to win in the next uh, three years. Maybe he will. I don't know. He's going to be old. If he can stay in shape, maybe. But he's the most popular politician in America right now, and the DNC is still Hates not him. behind him. Hates him. That's the problem. And when is he going to just say, fuck these motherfuckers? I'm launching a new party. When I'm thinking Cornell West is sounding sane, I... I I realize I've changed as a human and I'm okay with it. I'm like, yeah, Cornell, Cornell West is right. This guy needs to start his own party and just let, let's assume we might lose in three years, but in eight, we're going to have a new party that actually is the foundation of what the Democrats used to be before. Let me circle back fucking billionaire money completely uh, sabotaged and fucked up the whole entire party situation, mm -hmm. which is really the root of all of this. Mm -hmm. It's money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think you're right. The long game though. This took me a long slog. Americans don't like playing a long game. I know, but, I know. but they don't unless, realize that they are playing, but it. unless you're a conservative because they, they get down in the muck and they, they last for decades, right? They've, That's different though. The conservative long, long game with the voters, they're, they're playing a long game because they're just too stupid to vote for their own self-interest. But the Democrats, their long game is they're being forced into a long game. It's just not going to end well. Um, the way it is right now, which is interference, regime change, uh, uh, tax policy that is not helping them, and they just blindly get behind. I'm for him. I'm for her. Blah blah blah. Who? Get, it's. It, I don't know. It's just really defeating. Right yeah. <laughs> like yeah. we we right now should be like we're over 100 days into a horrible presidency. We should be like we got this. Here's our couple of people we got to get behind right now. Grassroots. Let's let's force Trump to 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 make promises to fulfill the promises he committed to the coal miners and the people with health care and the jobs which he's not doing. Uh, but we're not doing that because the the party's too busy trying to sabotage uh, the future of the party. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and believe me, you know, the fucking Clintons are behind this shit. Well, listen, in, in a way, and I want to end with this here, like it's kind of a parable for like 20th century American policy. We would always rather work with a right wing dictator than a socialist. That was our foreign policy for the entirety of the 20th century. <laughs> and now that's happening in their own party, right? Yeah. Rather than work, you know, we would rather work with a hardcore right wing than with the left wing socialist branch of the Democratic Party, right? So that's, that's, that's where we are. Yeah. What we've walked away from is the Democratic Party is more of a mess now than during the election, which right. is hilarious. Yeah. 
Uh, and we and right here on this podcast, we actually have all of the answers. We do, but the do. right people aren't listening. Right, right. One pe- one person who has a lot of good answers is one of our guests, uh, Chase Madar, the best. Uh, yeah, love he's him. Awesome. Um, he's by the way, he's giving a talk next week in Brooklyn uh, in Dumbo at Verso Books. Yes, um, and he's going to be talking about Chelsea Manning. Uh, and you know, if you heard, the, if you haven't heard the episode where we interviewed him. Um, listen to it. It's awesome. He's amazing. And he's great. And he read his book. And you should go. Uh, it's next Wednesday. And it's 7 p.m. It's 7 p.m. in Dumbo. Yeah. And you should go. Yeah, he was great. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll, 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 we'll be on next week. And uh, maybe we'll be at war with somebody. We'll definitely be at war. <laughs> at least six right somebody now. Somebody right? new. Yeah, yeah, somebody new. It's a possibility. Yeah. All right. No Politics at the Dinner Table is produced by Jeep Bateroy. Please check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And uh, keep tuning in and telling all your friends. We're slowly growing, and it feels really good. Yes, it does. See you next week. Bye.